This is Off the Set with James Tolley. Today, we're going to talk about food. And what better time than now, as we find ourselves spending a lot more time at home, around our families, the people we care about, oftentimes cooking together, brings us together, lets us reminisce about the smells and flavors that evoke all kinds of memories from our childhoods, maybe some people who have influenced us that are no longer here with us. It's what it's always done for me. Just a heads up. Maybe eat something now, listen to this in the kitchen, or get ready to jump on the treadmill after this half-hour conversation is over, because if we did this right, it's going to make you just a little hungry. And that's kind of what we wanted. My good friends and colleagues Greg D. and Jasmine Stiles and Greg's husband Vinny came by the studio and I spread out the seating here for obvious reasons so we could all get together and you could enjoy our talk. Okay, let's get to it. Comfort food in quarantine is what I want to talk about. And really what, what got me with this is, Jasmine, you posted this homemade gnocchi that you made a couple nights ago. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that looks amazing. And she made pesto. I did make pesto. So this is what I want to talk about today. Like, And you said to me, you, you came in today and you said, I have been eating horribly oh, since Oh, absolutely. Because I guess the thing is you do want comfort food because normally... I'm like a protein, a veggie, maybe a starch if I'm really feeling it. But I've been trying to eat really well because I've been exercising and, you know, we had all these summer plans. I was supposed to go to Aruba, so I was like, I got to look hot for all these photos. And then that all kind of went out the door and I'm like, you know, maybe I got so much time to kill. You can only binge watch so many shows. Let's learn to make gnocchi. Let's learn to make braised short ribs. Let's learn wow. to make mashed potatoes by scratch. Or, you know, screw all that and like let's just go. Can we talk buy about Chinese that? Can takeout. we talk about hold on, hold on. <laughs> Back it up to the mashed potatoes. Yes. You only before you made mashed potatoes, you only got them from like a restaurant? Yeah, I would only eat them at like steakhouses and what? stuff. Like, one of the, I know. I remember this. One of my favorites is Rococo's and I was like eat. What? I never made mashed potatoes. But you know what? The thing that I've learned about cooking is it's not a, like if you're good or bad. It's if you have the tools. Like you cannot make mashed potatoes without a ricer. It's just not or, or a mash. Like a masher. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it. <laughs> I never had neither. Well, of if a ricer is a ricer, a masher has to be a, a masher. masher. Yeah. yeah, I've never potato, had either of the tools. Potatoes. So you are particular though, Jasmine. So I was going to bring up two things with uh -huh. Jazz. So she took me to a place for hot chicken. Several months ago, and oh, yeah. since then I have fallen in love. Mm. With James eats that hot chicken place like once mm. every two weeks. Yeah. I think it changed me. I really think like like my <laughs> genetic material changed when you took me for this hot chicken because I was blown away by it. It was unreal. But you know what Jasmine got? Not hot chicken. No, she got mac and cheese. She's oh. like, no, no, this place, this mac and cheese is incredible. It's you got to so try this. It's so good. So it's... she's very, when it comes to starches, Greg, oh. she's very particular. Oh, okay. I love but mac like, and cheese. I mean, mashed potatoes is like, it, there's not really a lot to it. You it, The instructions be for making mashed potatoes shocked. are in the name. You'd be shocked. Well, you know, no, sometimes. So, mash. Potatoes. First off, <laughs> a lot of to make people, mashed potatoes. A lot of people make the mistake of you just using them. russets. <laughs> a lot of people make the mistake of just using russets. You should use russets. Some people make the mistake of just using water. <laughs> <laughs> you should use russets and Yukon Gold. It has a much better flavor profile. 
And like, if you overwork them, they can become too gummy. Are you skin or no skin in the potato? No skin. I peeled them bad boys like there was no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- like, and I used cream cheese in mine to make them a mm. lot creamier. That's an interesting um, ranch dressing. Also, some people go with that. Wow. I've seen that. I've seen I people use, use the cheese, ranch packets. I, yeah. See, there. I feel like mashed potatoes can be good literally on their own with salt, pepper. The cream cheese, like I said, makes it more creamier. I didn't mash them as good as I could have. I was worried about overworking them because the problem is they'll get gummy. Were you tasting yeah. while you were mashing? <sighs> no, and that's the bad part. I just be, mm. I was just trying to go. I'm like, I don't, I want to just go. I want to get them. It's that carb rush. You just want to get to it. And then I was also making braised short ribs, which I've never made before. And so that was an adventure because I had way too many short ribs and not a big enough pot. So had to improvise and put the half of the short ribs in the Dutch oven in the oven and then take like a casserole dish and like half out the portion. So did they turn stuff. out differently depending on the vessel? No, it was all good. Oh, it was so good. Oh, my God. Well, Greg, we can we can say this. Jasmine came in full of fire today. <laughs> Something's going on <laughs> because it was a nap. I mean, I she was, just I she buddy duck. She called me out for something. She called you out for something, and Firing she was everywhere. and she was like, I, "I am all about eating my carbs right now." Oh my you gosh. know, be like that sometimes. You are the most honest person I know. One of them. Oh, I'll never let you down. No, I'm you not won't. gonna let y'all out here looking crazy. Oh, oh no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> but you were telling me like you have really enjoyed cooking since being stuck at home. Like, and now everything's starting to open back up, so things are loosening and everything else. But that's you're like, there's only so much TV I can watch. Right. I mean, I've I've binge watched. Uh, all of RuPaul's Drag Race, all the seasons I can get my hands on. Uh, <laughs> Greg nods in approval of that. Uh, that's been they annoying. don't have oh, season yeah. Yeah. seven through ten anywhere. It's okay. all copyrighted under logo, and I can't get a hold of it, and I refuse to pay Amazon Prime. So I'm going to see them when I see them. But, yeah, I can only watch so much stuff, so I'm like, okay, I should probably just, like, now's the time to learn and do stuff that I've always wanted to do. So, Noki, braised short ribs. Tell me about the, the gnocchi process. We're doing a food talk oh, today gosh. on Off the Set because, Greg, you, you got to believe like a, a gnocchi, an individual little tiny gnocchi, and she stuffed them with pesto, right? No, I didn't stuff them. I just I made the pesto sauce, sauce before oh, to okay. go on top yeah. of them. I digress. I digress. like a tortellini. Oh, yeah, that would yeah. be, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Would be the tough. The gnocchi would be like, it's just a little dumpling. So, so gnocchi is um, a potato-based pasta. So yeah. when you're making pasta noodles, which I've also never made before, but again, I watch a lot of Master Chef, so I know the know the. You feel protocol. like you can do it. I feel like I could. That's like really what got me involved. The first like major dish I ever made, like oh my gosh, I'm gonna be you know out here in the kitchen chefing it up was risotto because I would watch these 12 year olds on Master Chef Junior make risotto, mm. and I'm like, well, hot dang it, if Junior can do it, then I can do it too. <laughs> and so. You know, my risotto comes out a little more gummier than most, but it's still good. If you put it back in the pan and put some more uh, chicken broth in there, it's delish. But um, with the gnocchi, you uh, do potatoes. Um, I still have my Yukon Golds because I bought a five-pound bag for my mashed potatoes, so I use that. Then you take uh, the recipe I used had an egg and then two cups of all-purpose flour, Mm -hmm. which is in short supply these days. So luckily, oh, I can't find flour anywhere. Side note, if you do want to find stuff that's probably not in stores, like in Publix and stuff, if y'all scared, y'all should go, and y'all shouldn't be, y'all should go down to the minority communities, because I found flour at the, like, bodega. 
Like, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, where flower. I found yeah. flour. Yeah. Publix yeah. was sold out yeah. for weeks. Yeah. But, like, I was like, oh. The Brazilian I, store had everything. Yeah, the, yeah. I oh, guess okay. people are right. afraid to go to the bodegas. No, that makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where I found flour from. And, yeah, so I used the two cups of flour, a cup of the mashed potatoes and egg. You make it into a dough. You flour your surface, and you roll them out into, like, long snakes. And then you cut about half an inch. And then I was even fancier and rolled them down my fork so they would have ridges. I'm visualizing this. Oh, yeah, I saw the ridges. Yeah, yeah so, fancy. yeah, you can fancy. make them just pillowy and plain. The ridges, they, 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 they hold trap the sauce. The sauce. Exactly. Yeah, they trap the sauce. It's like a little valley where the river of sauce just pools. It does. It, waiting it literally. for you to well, consume it. Well, I got to say, hot dang it, Greg. Those, <laughs> those gnocchi sound, they sound really yeah, good. So, so I, your I, pictures were incredible. Jasmine yeah. Styles on Instagram. It's uh, Jasmine Styles TV. Yes, but there may be a name change in the works, so. We'll see what yeah. happens. Okay. I'm not verified yet, so I can do this. Oh, okay. All right, all right. So she made the gnocchi. Um, also, I want to turn things over to Greg and Vinny. They're in Studio T with us today mm-hmm. as well. Vinny is just a master craftsman of making some stuffed chicken croquets. But in now, Vinny's Brazilian. Yes. So I want to get the name right. How do you say it? Coxinha. Coxinha. Ooh. What's that mean? Delicious. <laughs> I don't know what coxinha means. That's a good question. What does coxinha mean? Uh, potato? Potato. Uh, it's like a, yeah, so it's basically, okay, so so it's like the gnocchi dough because it's based on potato. There's flour. Yeah, let's keep things potato-based So here. it's 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 a potato <laughs> dumpling, but it's uh, um it's large. It's a street food. Yes. Um, it looks like a like a um a Brazil uh, not Brazilian like a Cuban fried potato. Um, is there a name for the? I've always known them as fried potatoes. Yeah, the fried yeah. potato uh, dumpling thing, but it's in the shape of a pear. And you would um, in São Paulo, you would walk down the street and you would just see little stands along the street or in the metro, and you would just grab one. And That's where I have everyone. Have, yeah, it's very common. Everyone has it. And um, what's inside? Chicken. And sometimes we'll have uh, like cheese. Mm-hmm. Like a cream cheese. Cream it's a special cheese. cheese. Yes. So we. What is the name of the cheese? Hekejon. Uh, so we've been looking for this. It's not special. Describe it. But Des- we cannot find it. We didn't find it in public. Yeah. D- describe yes. that cheese. What, what is it like? It's like um, a cheese like uh, cream, milk. It's very creamy. Yeah, it's but very like, creamy. Like, almost like, not queso fresco, like the, almost like the cheese you use in empanadas. Kind of, yeah. I so guess. it's not like a cream cheese, but inside it's just liquidy enough where mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it kind of, like if you were to cut the coxinha in half, the chicken would kind of ooze out of there with it sounds that really cheese. Good. It's like a vehicle for the chicken to get into your tummy. And of it's wonderful. It's, it's breaded and fried. And the dough just has like this real silky consistency. How would you guys, smooth. when you, you fed me one, one night we were sitting out by the fire, mm-hmm. uh, how would you describe my reaction to eating one of these things? I thought I would need a credit card to continue watching. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine, they were ama- it was amazing. But you know what? And we I, immediately started plotting how we how do we sell this to street food here? There's going to be a food truck. I will say that I think uh, James Tully has been deprived of really good food. No shade, but the Northeast is not known for their food. No, like, I mean, well, like because yeah, because Philly's like meat. It's meat. And the bread. South is food, and you know, like Vinny's culture. Yeah, she knows is it. Jasmine, Jasmine might have a point. She sees how I reacted eating the hot chicken for the first time. She sees, you know, the, it, obviously, y'all need I'm seasoning in y'all lives. So, so Vinny actually made something 
earlier this week. That Can I just say how great of friends these two are? Because, <laughs> so, because I have so, this, I have this monitor here in front of us, uh -huh. and I was like, "Do you guys want me to move the monitor?" Yeah, we, so we're so you can. At a mountain. We're looking I, at a mountain. I'm like, it's an island. I'm like, would you like me to move the monitor? So you I can mean, it looks better than you, so I'm, I'm fine looking at. Yeah, it see, right this now. is this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I said, "Do you want me to move the monitor so you can see my face?" And they both like in unison they said. No, no, we know what you look no. like. It's fine. Just leave the monitor there. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Well, now we don't even see you. And, you know, I make money on this face. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you were, you, we, were, we were talking about flavors, different regions. So now there's a soup. So this is actually kind of interesting because um, he made this soup, this Brazilian soup, which is available in bars all over the place. And um, it turns out it's collard green soup. It's collards in a soup. Um, it's literally probably just pot liquor. That's what the South calls it. It might be. It might be that. So it's okay. uh, it's it's uh, you you cook the collards, and then um, you add potatoes and garlic and onion, and then you put it in a blender mm -hmm. until the potatoes basically just disappear. Right. And they create this like thick sauce. The starch in the potatoes creates this thick sauce for the collards. You reserve some of the collard leaves that you chopped up to add texture back to the soup. And then you put a uh, Brazilian country sausage. What is, what's the sausage called? Caldo verde. Caldo verde. In caldo verde. The soup yes. is called caldo verde. It's green soup. Yeah. I can listen to Vinny just say random Brazilian. What, what's what's, the, what's the word for sausage in, in Portuguese? This was not in my duo Linguisa. lingo. Linguiça. 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 That's the word. Linguiça. <laughs> so um, the soup is just so thick and like so smooth. And the collars are so. You no, know, it, so it sounds. You're describing it beautifully. So is it more like a chowder if it has a potato base? Is it thick? Well, no. Okay, so the potato is. I was trying to look for potato. How many yes. potatoes? Did Nothing. You Three. Three potatoes. Okay. But when you run it through the blender, the potatoes disintegrate. They're gone. Yes. They yes. disappear. It's like liquid. It, it's kind of like adding flour to a soup to thicken it. You add the potatoes to thicken it. So are you right. boiling them at all? Or you're literally yeah, you, just... boil, them, you okay. boil them first. So you boil the potatoes first. <laughs> Let me just say, something's amazing about Vinny because I remember we were over at Greg's place and you and I went out to, by the fire just maybe talk uh -huh. a little business, have a beer. And last I saw of Vinny, he had a bowl of flour. And then all of a sudden, like, it felt like dumplings. five minutes later, he walks out with these beautiful dumplings. And I'm like, the, uh, what well, happened he, in well, there? Well, he, he came out with cheese bread. He made handmade <laughs> cheese bread. He did do that. Pon de queijo. So I've never had authentic Brazilian cheese bread. But There's some I, in my freezer. But I did go <laughs> to the Food and Wine Fest at Epcot, and they had cheese bread. And I was like, it was, it was this, very is, similar. this is my sanctuary. Well, we can talk about Brazilian cheese bread. We have a few minutes here. Listen. That, that also was a big life changer for me, a big game changer food-wise. I could never have imagined that cheese bread tasting as good oh, as it did. I can't really describe it so to you. There's something so simple about it. It's so simplistic, yet these dogs, I'm it's telling like you. It's like salty and gooey and soft and just... It's everything. And you get just the right hint of cheese. The bread's perfect. You don't... You know, I thought I'd have to butter it or something no. or dip it in so, something. You know, you don't. So you don't talk, have let, to. I mean, let's talk about the cultural connection here. Sure. Uh maybe to get a little bit more serious. But, you know, a lot of the, the, the food in, in the southern United States was brought over by African slaves. And so was the food in Brazil, because Brazil had the largest slave population in the West. So uh, the cheese bread, you, you, if you actually trace that back, it was made with cassava in West Africa, which is what they use for flour. Uh, and that's how it's still made today. So that is like a very authentic, Almost, it, I don't know if it exists in West Africa. I've only been to Ghana, but um, 
that almost has carried over the cassava and the way you make that bread from from West Africa, which is really cool because, and, and that's why I think the collard soup is very cool because it shows the connection because both foods exist in the United States and Brazil and they were brought over by the same people, yep. which is kind of really neat. Collards are definitely know? a staple for Southern Very cuisine. staple. It's a yeah. Southern... And, you know, and then there's variation on it. I mean, when, when um, the collards that we get here, uh, they're a little different than what he was showing me. What he was showing me in Brazil, it kind of looks more like a kale. It's the same family. Gotcha. You could use kale in this soup as well to make a, yes. a kale soup. Um, but whenever you use kale on anything, you're supposed to cut it with lemon, aren't you? Because of the the, the sharp it's a like, bitter. yeah, it's bitterness. A bitter. So the, if you're supposed to cut, yeah, I, that's what I read. I mean, anytime yeah. you use kale, Collins you got it. a little bit sweeter, yeah, unless sweeter. you're using like turnip mm -hmm. greens, which are are bitter as well. Right. So that, that I just I just think that's really cool. How like you know they're two separate different countries, but like the some of the similar foods both show up in both in both countries brought over by the same people which i thought which i'm learning through Vinny is, is really really cool so Black really people a, are magic it's a wonderful history lesson mm, so I, delicious i will move right on to sweets and i'm just going to mm. say one thing to jasmine <laughs> sweets buttercream icing uh, oh yes. buttercream uh, ice cream so okay so my mom makes the best icing i've ever had in my life mm. i do not like buttercream because every time i've tried to make buttercream at first i was like so because I cook, I hoard a lot of ingredients. So mm -hmm. like, it's funny when people say like, oh, I don't cook or I never have enough stuff. I'm like, it's because you don't cook often. When you cook often, you always have staples in your house that you know can carry correct, you through correct. any recipe correct. for the most part. Um, if I'm buying anything, it's like fresh herbs or like little things like that. Sure. Like with my pesto, like I had cream cheese in my fridge. I had right. uh, parsley in my fridge. I just needed to buy basil. Mm -hmm. I had olive oil. I had a little bit of pine nuts from the last time I made a pesto. And like, I, I pretty much had everything. But um, she does not use butter. The butter will give you a bitter taste to it. My, and I hope Tanja doesn't kill me, but the way we make icing, like for, um, my mom makes the best like yellow cake with icing and then um, puts blueberries on mm -hmm. half of it because I didn't like blueberries mm -hmm. at one point in time. So she takes cream cheese, yeah. just a block. You slowly uh, pour in the confectioner sugar, like powdered sugar. Mm -hmm. um, that keep, gives it- Keep talking dirty to me. <laughs> you pour in the confectioner sugar and then you put in a little bit of vanilla extract. Yeah. And what makes the icing fluffy and amazing, whipped cream. Cool Whip, to be exact. Interesting. You fold cool in the whip. Cool Whip mm. into the icing. Because when you make icing, you don't really have a lot of it from a cream cheese block and sugar. You, it's that, not. That is like a home-cooked cheese. Yes. That's a home-cooked It's yeah. a great home-cooked. It I makes it light. I don't know if light. a lot of chefs would do No, that. they would never. But it makes it light and mm. fluffy. And um, Cool Whip doesn't actually have, like, dairy in it. Right. I don't think so. It's like a petroleum But it's product. amazing. Like, it makes it taste, because it doesn't have much of a taste. If you've no. ever had Cool Whip, it's like a... It's, it's only American. It's a no, very... Cool oh, yeah. Uh, it's like it very processed it's, southern. It's like it's like a, a, a cream, but it's not made out of milk. Or no. it's like probably made out of like oil. Yeah, like petroleum, probably. Like, like but it, it, it gives you volume, because yes. like if you're making a big cake or whatever, you have to have enough mm -hmm. icing to yeah, sure. not only go between layers mm -hmm. and then put mm -hmm. it in between. But it, like I said, it also gives it some buoyancy because it's like so fluffy. Mm -hmm. And that's how... I think I gave you some of my oh, cupcakes yeah. before. Oh, and that, yeah, it was oh the, yes, you did. It was the Cool Whip. <laughs> yes, you did. That, actually, that's the secret. Jasmine walks in with like three dozen cupcakes today. <laughs> and she's like, don't worry. She didn't offer a single she, one to us. I, I believe the quote was, ain't none of this for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was being a good daughter for Mother's Day. That's how the day started. That's and how. a good sister for graduation. She just had to save them from the sun. I knew, so I, please, I, use my it refrigerator. so rude. It's like, hey, I, I have two dozen uh, cupcakes. But y'all can have I actually man got one. The last time Jasmine gave me a cupcake, it had that buttercream icing mm. on it. Greg, it was just mm. to die for. Were they the for. pumpkin cupcakes? They were the pumpkin cupcakes. Yeah, cool. But it was the icing that I always remember. It was so amazing. So speaking amazing. of icing. Well, I, I just want to real quick, because baking's an uh, art. Baking's a uh, science. It's a science. It is a science. And real, I just want to throw my two cents in. Uh-huh. The chocolate chip cookie conundrum that I've always had is I like them chewy in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like them fluffy. I don't like them crispy, chewy mm-hmm. in the middle. My stepmom mm-hmm. makes them perfect. You know what she does? She adds more butter. So when you play around with the... More butter, more baking powder, more, more flour, yep. more oil. Uh, you have to get the right, basically, the, the right, um, I don't know. Proportion. Uh, proportion. Like, literally, yeah. you have to, a lot of bakers talk about this. If you really want to get good at baking, you need a scale. Because just You've because got, yeah, you, you have, have to, a, you a to cup doesn't mean a cup. It really means... And I'm not a math person, so this is not the correct measurement. There you go. 16 ounces. (laughs) Well, he is. And then not only do you have to get the scale, but you need a scale that can um, take out the weight of the actual container you're putting your stuff in. That's right. Yeah. So, like, I bought a scale when I was on this crazy diet. You don't want to put raw food on a scale. You want to put it in a container to... Like, that's how I did my basil and, like, or for my pesto and yes. stuff. I was like, oh, okay. I need three ounces of basil. Well, just so, throw a steak on there. Yeah, no, you don't want to do that. So, <laughs> my, my, my scale is also really small, so I couldn't do just throw, a steak. Just but, slap but a steak how on. But I, I was portioning out, like, my proteins and stuff because I could only eat four ounces, you know, that's what I was using. So, yeah, you have to measure out your ingredients by weight, not necessarily by cup. Because baking is like that's definitely baking, news you can baking use. is like chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like it, is. It, it, it matters, like and that's the when the, that's the cookie. But that's why mm-hmm. I like cooking because it's up to you. Like it, it could ask for a teaspoon of salt, but if you threw in a teaspoon and a half, it ain't going. It's for it. it's for taste for mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah, Greg, you were getting into sweets. You were, you wanted to make. Well, a he point. he uh, last sweet he made was a, a, a carrot cake. Carrot cake. What? Yeah. Because, but it's because... not no 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 it's not like any carrot cake you've ever yes, had. Yes, yes. This is this is an absolutely different take yes. on carrot cake, the Brazilian take. Because uh I I told you uh, I want uh carrots cake, you you bring me American Yes. <laughs> I said this is not <laughs> This is not carrot cake. Carrot cake. No, no. So it, it's so you made it from from nothing, from scratch, from flour, baking powder. So he made he made it yes. from 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 the, it wasn't the mix involved. Yes. He's so talented. Um, but it was still yeah, you, it still but, had the orange color, and that's because you actually you blended the carrots yes, into it. Yes, brand um, carrots and it's eggs, a, milk. Uh, oil, flour, yes, baking powder. Yeah, yeah these like, American way of shredding. You don't actually see, but you know, you don't see carrots in there. Right, that's what I'm saying. But in America, they shred. Correct. It, so you, so see, you see the actual chunks of carrots. Carrot. And then the icing is something that is very Brazilian. It's like, what is the name of this? I the the top the chocolate. Um, called calda chocolate. It's like hot chocolate, but yes. like you make it, you Sh- make chocolate. Wasn't Johnny Depp say in chocolate? That? Say, say chocolate. chocolate in Brazil, in, in Portuguese. Chocolate. Chocolate. I like that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, I like this. You have Vinny who cooks you things. I have Dusty who pees on the rug. <laughs> but you make this chocolate in a pan and you, you make it, it, it gets hot and then you put it on top of the cake and then when it solidifies, it's like semi-solid, like a semi-solid 
cover on the cake. Yeah, it's, it's almost it's, like what they do with ice cream cones when they dip it in the chocolate. That's exactly what it reminds me of. It's, it's, but it's, like it's a, you can it's mendable, like you can you can mend it into a shape and you'll hold it. Why shape. aren't you taking photos of these? I, like, like, I went through his whole Instagram of, and I was like, I can't find I any of these things. The best yeah. way to describe this carrot cake, cake topping is kind of like a fondant. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like a, it's like a chocolate fondant because you know. the chocolate then is also used to make their national dessert, which it's is excellent. it's like uh, sweet milk. Yeah, it's a, it's a sweet milk, but it's not right. as sweet as like American icing. No, no, it's American different. everything is overly sweet. Most American icing most is just foreigners like sugar. are always like y'all stuff yeah. is way too way sweet. sweet. Cut this down. Yes. Yeah. You mean like the extra cup of sugar I put in your drink today? <laughs> she literally asked, asked for simple asked syrup, for simple which is liquid syrup. sugar. Which is liquid but you sugar. Only, it's concentrated. Yeah. You only need like a tablespoon. All right. So That's how you make better margaritas. Like, uh, simple syrup. Greg, how would you describe bread pudding? Oh, I don't like How would you describe bread pudding? I think that is like one of the ultimate comfort foods because it's not pudding. But no. it's like it's soft. It's a gooey soft, bread. but it has to be warm. Yes, it's got like a gooey texture. It's eggy. You have to dump a sauce on it. You got to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have to dump a sauce on sauce it. Sauce on it. It's you like got to sauce it. Almost. You got to drizzle the sauce. Sauce. It's like a little pool of it. Um, a little cinnamon, <laughs> nutmeg. So we we. Um... But the beauty of it is that it has to have both like a soft, smooth center. But then I want pieces of crunch on the outside. I want like a thicker, nicer texture. I, I want to feel both in every bite. Yeah. And I want the sauce to be like that connecting skin that really just brings everything together. It's almost like, it's, and it also has like a holiday feel to it, right? It's like... It always does. Like a bread pudding is a it's special like a occasion yeah, it's a type hug. of dessert. Well, it's a carb hug. Well, we used to go... And ha enjoy that once a month, Greg. We, there's a place we we know, and we mm -hmm. we would go have bread here in Tampa. Was, yep, mm -hmm. here in Tampa. Mm -hmm. Yep. See, I only. All right, I'll just tell you. It's the it's the buffet at the casino. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, they for some reason they had the best bread pudding. I only know mm -hmm. bread pudding from like you, uh, you know, like old church black ladies like that is I was that's like say, the ultimate would, like well it may oh, not be as good as this bread pudding when they add this sauce in it because it's a, how much it's a, liquor is in that sauce oh it's a lot see like, I it's don't a know. Bur it's a bourbon sauce, so it's like a Ooh, white sauce, and no. it's definitely got a hint of that. But you, you have to be a you can't be a texture person if you like bread pudding. It's very mm, what's the word? Uh, but if you bake not it slimy, outside, it's like. It's, it's gooey. It's, it's, it's just soft. You know what the word like is? It's questionable. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird it's, texture. I think that's why I could never get with it. Kind of like banana pudding because I like pudding. I used to eat pudding cups like all the time. Mm -hmm. But when you put melty crackers in it and then the crumbs come out, it's literally like drinking orange juice with pulp. Like, banana pudding gets disgusting quickly. Yeah. It's, like it should never be served in a communal bowl. Where you like spoon out. It's true. Uh, it is like, in, like a communal. It's not a, it's a punch. Like stop making it a punch. It's, it's not, not a punch. No, it's not. I want my own individual and everybody's, cup. Everybody's digging their Yeah, and their like the last person it. that gets it, they get like. All the crackers. They yeah, get all the vanilla like, wafers. They get, they get banana backwash. It, yeah, yeah. It looks like it came out of a diaper. Like yeah. that's it's not gross. what it needs oh. to look like. Like <laughs> stop serving it. Stop serving in the communal bowl. Like, this is not like... All right, I, let's put a wrap on this thing. I, let's I go. Just, I'm just not, a, gonna, I'm not a banana pudding. We're going to go round table. 
the ultimate comfort food. When you're feeling down, when you've had when you've had a bad day or there's bad things going on around you, what are you reaching for? And Jasmine, I think Mac and cheese, baked mac and cheese, no breadcrumb on top. Great. Yeah, it's a difference. Mac and cheese just makes me feel like I'm at grandma's house and everything's all right. Second, close second, grandma's biscuits, which I've also been making during the quarantine. Is that when you have to pour the boiling hot water in before you? Oh, so now there are like um, cast iron biscuits, which I'm not familiar with. My grandma's recipe was super easy. Yeah. Um, I don't have a rolling pin, so I had to use my bottle of wine uh, to roll <laughs> to roll. <laughs> Again, I'm a cooker, not a baker. Uh, That's that has single life written all over it, doesn't it? Because I think I've done something similar. <laughs> but they came out so good. The thing that with my grandma's um, biscuits, and if you're ever making biscuits, a, a good rule of thumb is whatever fat you use, whether that's butter, lard, shortening. Sure. You should freeze it. The colder it yes, is, the better. Yes, I've heard this. It, then it stays in little bits. Right, and it incorporates better in the dough. And what happens is it melts and it evaporates. And it leaves little air pockets inside, which makes them fluffy. That's the secret to making flaky French pastries as well. Mm -hmm. It also depends how close you put the dough together. So, like, for example, my grandma's biscuits were never stacked. They were always short. They remind me a lot of the biscuits from Cracker Barrel, where they're tiny. Um, And I would always wonder, I'm like, how did she not cut these open, but they're so buttery inside? Mm -hmm. It's the shortening. Mm -hmm. There's also a really cool thing about sourdough bread. Mm-hmm. About how you hold on to the yeast for years and years and years mm-hmm. to keep to keep producing this bread, and so it gives it like that that sourness. I'm so not good at bread, but I have seen that's all the rage during the quarantine is that everyone's baking bread. And, and you've probably seen some twelve no... year olds on MasterChef do it. Yeah, yeah, that's why there's no. But bread takes a while because you have to let it rise and set and all that other mm-hmm. stuff. But, but yeah, everyone's apparently taking all the flour for for bread. No, so no. It goes along with the toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> we can't put one foot before the other, right? <laughs> Greg, what, what's, your, what's your ultimate uh, comfort food? Uh, well, something I get you that's, that's cooked. I mean, I really like, I just like peanut butter and jelly. Duh. Every day. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Like, it's just yeah. that and a cold glass of milk or like almond milk now. There's something about that. Too. <laughs> yeah, there's just something about it. Here. Um, that might be the best thing to have with milk. Yeah. And like, it if, just if, might if, be. If, yeah. And if it's something that we're cooking, like, I really like um, waffles for breakfast. A nice hot waffle. Wow, you're a waffle, waffle over a pancake or French toast kind of guy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you do it, to make your waffles not taste like cardboard? I feel like waffles use, sometimes I are too like, dry. I, well, I use, I don't use like a Bisquick. I use like a healthy whole wheat mix. It's got a little bit more texture moisture? to it, and oh. grain moisture. Yeah, I put a little bit more oil in there. Okay. And um, I really like how the little, it's just a transport for whatever you put on there. The sauce, yeah. the fruit, whatever. Little pockets, chicken, of, little yeah. pockets of fun. Chicken. It, it could transport some chicken. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny, before Vinny goes, because he's going to end it. Um, real quick, mine, mine this, is, this just goes to show you maybe perhaps how sad my life is. Uh, frozen pizza. But I like to put my own, yeah, I know it's bad. Uh, but I like to put my own toppings on it. So sometimes I'll, 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 you know, cut up a couple of mushrooms. I have a pepper or something. I'll put it on top, mm. and I put that in the oven. When I'm feeling bad and I'm having a bad day, I know all I got to do is just throw oh, a, a couple choice. things on top, mm. throw it in the oven, twenty minutes. I've got that or takeout. Mm. And, and, These are takeout. And always a maybe this bet. is bad too, but I'll actually grab the whole thing. I won't even bother cutting it, and I'll just. I'll eat it like oh a giant God. circle. Wow. Yeah, I know, I know, it's bad. Oh, wow. So, Get your credit cards ready, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand uh, why Americans love pepper. 
pepper. Yeah. Yeah. So so Brazilian food is very bland. No, they you don't. don't they don't, you don't feel pepper. taste the food. You yeah. feel te- yes, uh, yes. pepper. But what is so what is and your, your mouth burn? What is your what? best? What is your best comfort food? The food rice and beans. Rice and beans. Rice and beans. Yeah. Sad happy. But. Not like American. So no. it's, when when you think of rice and beans, if you're watching, you're probably thinking of white rice and black beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, These are not. no, no. The rice has flavor in it. The Latinx population has rice down pat. Mm-hmm. If you want flavorful rice, you find a Latinx person mm-hmm. and they give it to you. Sometimes, if because I'm still like interesting. As much as I cook, I still have to put my rice in like a, a like a rice cooker because no, I no, mess it up all the time. But I definitely take a um, you and me both, yes. a, a like what's it called like a saison packet. Okay. Throw that thing in there. One of my friends who's um, Puerto Rican, I had the best rice over her house. It was literally just white rice, mm-hmm. but they added olive oil to it and a good amount of salt. You had oil. And yes, it comes oil. out, it's like the yeah. chipotle rice. That's why none mm-hmm. of the grains stick together. Yeah. Yes. Because it's, it tastes so stinking mm-hmm. good. And I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt. No. Uh, this yeah. is fascinating. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> okay. how, how do but, I upgrade my rice? Because but I nerd talk. When yeah. I can hear, uh, I feel it's strange because here everything is very easy. I cut my uh, onion with with his hand. Nev hand. But now I have like a machine. I showed him. I have a chopper. Like oh, you have a chopper for food. Everything. Yeah, we have yes. We're we're always looking to save time. Mm-hmm. I will buy chopped veggies so fast mm-hmm. because I just don't feel like chopped. And onions make me cry. Hey, listen, this was a lot of fun, guys. Uh-huh. Food talk, quarantine, comfort foods. Jasmine, any final any final thoughts, words, anything that you want to pass along to the people out there? Oh. You, you just basically lived your best life. You're like, look, I, I, I only watch so much TV. I want to try experiment with cooking, and I ate. I enjoy cooking because I'm so... I'm One, I'm a picky eater, and two, I like variety and i hate eating the same thing over and over again so that's a a nice way for me to add variety into my cooking life but thank you god for all the restaurant workers and you know people who have been working during this quarantine and feeding us because every time i don't want to cook i definitely give my money to a local business like i said my local um chinese takeout place has been rock solid throughout this entire thing so Mm -hmm. if you are an essential worker working in the restaurant business thank you thank you thank you absolutely thank you because lord knows we wouldn't be able to get by without y'all greg send us home buddy uh well we're definitely home cooks we, we like we like our home cooking. Uh, we'll go yes. out once in a while for different food, um, but uh, I just think there's there's more to cooking than just making the food, right? There is. I think um, uh, it's 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 helped us learn about each other and bring us together, and it just makes a really nice. It's a nice activity where you learn about yes. each other's culture, each other's history. There's often discussion about here's how my family made it, here's how my family made it, so you learn about your families. And it's amazing how like the simple thing of making food, you realize how much in common you have even though you grew up on different continents. I think I think food and, and the history involved with it and how much you learn through it, it's incredible. Like how much yeah. food can teach us about each other. And what's yeah. wonderful about spending time around you two is just seeing how two people so different can find yeah. each other and find commonalities. It's really a beautiful thing. And even Cookie's learning to eat some of that food, too. You know, the other thing, it's true, though. Every time you cook, you do want to tell stories about something. You do. Something. You talk about it. And you talk about it. And it's good. It's good. Hey, this was good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, thanks for having us.
Thank you, Greg, Vinny, and Jasmine. As always, thank you for listening and pass this along to anyone you think would enjoy it. You can subscribe to Off The Set anywhere you get your podcasts. Leave me a message. And remember, new episodes drop every Friday. This has been Off The Set with James Tully.